Hello and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland. A.K.A. Uh, Vert Vic. And I am Sean Holly, A.K.A. Uh, Sean Holly. In Sean your Holly. face! I might get a chance to say that this time, Vic, to you. This is Podcast 137 and we're going to be doing Hemorrhoids Deluxe. Sorry, Asteroids Deluxe. <laughs> Hemorrhoids. How have you been, Sean? I'm alright. I, I haven't got hemorrhoids, have you? No. I'm, I'm not no. quite that old yet. Thankfully. Do you only get them when you're old? Uh, I'm not sure. I think pregnant women get them quite badly as well. Anyway, we're not here to talk about hemorrhoids. Mm. Or maybe we are. <laughs> On the Hemorrhoids Fact Podcast. Uh, I've been doing some stuff. Um, I've been making a video. Yes, I saw it. I make a video of the uh, the numbskull Pac-Man Quarter Arcade. It's a little... Arcade, quarter-sized quarter from the original machine, and I did a video review on it. So, go watch that, kids. There's a link in the show notes. It was quite fun no, doing that. This one. It does look surprisingly good for one of them things, but it's very well made, isn't it? It's really nicely made, and it's big enough to not hurt your eyes and hurt your fingers playing it. So, it's mm, quite a nice yeah. size, really. And there's more of them on the horizon, so they look pretty good. And the quality is really nice on them. I liked them a lot. Cool. Um, I've also fitted an SSD driver, solid-state drive, to an old netbook I had, an old Samsung netbook lying around. Yeah. It didn't work for some reason. I think the, the driver's really, really, really slow. It sort of ticked away really slowly. I think stuff has been read off of it, but I don't think it was spinning fast enough, if that makes sense. So it was knackered. Mm. So I took it apart and thought, oh, it's a two-and-a-half-inch drive. You can get those in SSD form now. So I bought a cheap one off of um, Amazon. Stuffed it in there, made it work, and it's working nicely now. It's just gonna be handy for using um, for like burning ROMs and testing stuff on that you know a Mac can't do. Just do some yeah. daft window stuff on it and that. Cool. I have made a new four-way gate for my Ladybug wall mount machine because I made one ages ago for it, and it wasn't quite big enough. The square in the middle, which was rotated forty-five to give you the diagonals, sorry, the up, down, left, right wasn't quite big enough when you went right it wasn't i don't think it was quite centered and you could mm. sometimes you miss right it was really annoying so i've made a new one i've actually 3d printed it this time rather than milling it at work and i made it slightly bigger and i think it works okay now so it's good done that how thick have you made it with how thick can you go with 3d oh as thick or as thin as you like i think i made it three mil thick which was the same as the first one i made which is uh, good enough isn't it yeah yeah it's only a guide really i think they, they're pretty durable as well it depends what um what materials you use and, and what infill you use and what sort of stuff. But yeah, the 3D printed stuff is surprisingly strong for what it is. Mm. Yeah, it does surprise stuff. me some of it. Mm. What else have I been up to? Oh, I, I, I haven't actually done this yet. I'll put it on a note. So, um, PC Engine to Arcade. Now, when I was at the London Gaming Market a little while ago, I was talking to Garen and we were talking about um, stuff we've, we haven't got from through the podcast. Garen is one of the hosts from the RGDS podcast. I was saying, you know, people send us little bits now and again, but we haven't had anything commercial. And then t- until the, the Numbskull 3D Arcade, sorry, the Numbskull Quarter Arcade come through, that's the first sort of bit of kit. But then I went, oh no, I have actually had something before. One of the listeners was developing a kit for Jammer, which you could add consoles to. Mm, and he sent right. me a PC Engine one, a SNES NES Multi one, and I think a Mega Drive one. So what you do is you, you plug it into Jammer and you plug the ports into your console. And I think that's all you need to do. And then it all runs from there. Um, so you can play PC Engine, for instance, on an arcade cab. 
And I was saying to Garen about it, so I almost dragged that stuff out because the guy who sent it to me kindly sent it. I, I reviewed it and I thought it was really good stuff and it was like a prototype mm. one. And I never heard from him again and I don't think he ever released it commercially. So there's not oh, many of them oh. around. So yeah, if you're listening and you're that guy, um, get in contact. It was a really nice bit of kit and if there's anything I could do to help you develop it further, just give us a shout. But it was a really nice bit of kit and it worked really nicely. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. So I will try and do that. And what I'll probably do is, because I probably won't keep it myself, I might just send it to Garen, because he'd probably get a kick out of that, because he's into his console shmups, and he'd probably like to play on his arcade machine with proper controls. So I'll probably send them to him. That'd be cool. Hmm. What have you been up to? Well, I've been messing with my groovy arcade oh, cap to yes. get Asteroids Deluxe up and running, so it wasn't running. Yep. And then my good friend Mr. Marlin told me about the interlace Hello. mode. So you put the you change the inter, interlace to zero, yes, and the and the cab type. Mine was generic fifteen or something, so I just changed yep. that, like he said, to arcade fifteen. Yeah, and it now works. It works. It, obviously, it's a raster version of Asteroids. And it's really chunky. I, I don't know if there's a way to up up the resolution. Not on an arcade monitor, isn't no. No, it's, it's I, playable. Yeah, I think I think arcades monitors run max three twenty by two forty. And if yeah, you go 640 by 480, it's got to be interlaced. That's where you get the judder. Because right. what, what happened on my both my Groovy Mame setups, I used the Groovy Mame setup that Rich Chunksin sent us with his instructions. I watched his video and went through it. But there is a new version that does it all for you. But I went through it, did everything it said, did all the CRT MU drivers, which is what, what gives Groovy Mame the, the perfect resolution for the games. And it was running in interlaced mode. And when I went into mame.ini, you go in there and just search for interlace, and that was set to on. So I turned it off, which is a zero rather than a one. But I also noticed, because that didn't make any difference to it, because it, when you play MAME on an arcade cabinet with Groovy MAME, the way to find out if it's interlaced or not, because it's quite it's quite juddery, you can see the graphics moving slightly, it sort of flickers and, and moves about. Mm. It's sort of, yeah. And the way to find out for sure if you're running interlace mode or not, if you press tab to get the menus up, if you can read the menus really clearly... You're running in interlaced mode. It's running in sort of Windows mode, 640 by 480 interlaced. But if it's really blurry and small and you can hardly read it, it's running proper arcade mode. Because remember, computer stuff isn't supposed to run an arcade monitor. That's why it looks really bad and, and really small. Yeah, I, I tried some other games. I tried like Dodon Patchy and that, and that does look a bit squashed. Like some of the text is missing a line out of it, like kind of thing. Is Without that because in- you've messed around with the settings? when you were using it in interlace mode because you want to leave the settings completely alone don't move the sliders or anything like that in main no I don't think it is so, so most of the shooters seem right it's just just a couple they seem a slight bit squashed very weird that's yeah, the interlace it, might, it might be the actual it might be the actual mode the game was in in the future in in, in the past originally mm. and what you might have to do is adjust your actual monitor settings because some of the ones on vertical main are too long for the screen, so you got the scores outside the screen. You've sort of got to squash it in a little bit. Then some of the games which are shorter, and because you've moved your screen in for the biggest game, are going to look even shorter again. So it might be something yeah. to do with that. Because on an arcade monitor and Groovy Mame, it should be set to arcade underscore fifteen. Otherwise, it's going to be doing a standard monitor, and it's not going to be running mm. in the proper modes. So that's yeah. what I found with both of mine anyway. Hmm. Well, I've got that. It's it's playable anyway, and I can always change it back if I want yeah. I want interlace back on. 
But I don't think you ever will because it's really flickery. It really bugs me. I can't play like it. It gives me a headache if I play with it because you can see it sort of shifting about. So I'd never noticed it shifting around. Yeah, but your eyes are terrible. Look at the size of them. <laughs> They're like footballs. <laughs> got new glasses. Got you've got, glasses, you've got anime eyes. They're not, that, they're not that much bigger, are they? No one else has mentioned it. I think it's just because I'm looking straight at you at a screen. Ooh, you, you, look, you look like a bee. Oh, I love bees. Wasps and bees. Wasp, wasps are like... No, wasps are horrible things. Fake bees, aren't they? Anyway, summer holidays at the arcade. So I've been... The arcade is open 12 hours a week more than normal, so mm. we're all working like bees. Ooh. All, all through the summer holidays, it's open Thursday and Friday daytime for the little kiddies, little kiddies. Uh-oh. So that's good. But obviously, same staff. Actually, we've got two more members of staff. Ooh. We're up to about, I think it's 26 members of staff now at, at Bury. That's a very not special all, member of staff, new one, isn't it? Not they? all at the same time, but yeah. Yeah, guess guess who started? At, I was going to save this for later on, but guess who started at Arcade Club? Lewis Batcave! Lewis Batcave! Formerly Lewis Batcave, now Lewis yeah. Gamer. Now Lewis Arcade Club. Yeah, he's, he's, I'll tell you what, he's very technically savvy, which I didn't really know. And because he's got 15 of his own cabs, I suppose he's probably learned on the job training kind of thing. And he's, yeah. he's really good at fixing stuff. And he's going to be doing all sorts like running competitions and all sorts like filling in and helping us all out. And cool. ev- we all do all sorts. So we'll probably be doing like bar work and right, right the way through up to, you know, being duty manager like me and me and Has he got to shout at people to take drinks off of cabs like you do all the time? I don't shout, so I'm getting there, though. Your patience is wearing thin after 10 months. Yeah, and if someone does it twice... Oh, they're dead. Third they time. They got shot I'm in the just, face. I'm just going to escort them off the premises. If That's my thing now. If it's three times the same person, drink on cab, they're leaving. Do you know who used to do that back in the day? Who? Hitler. Did he? Yeah. What, did he have, like... Look, just see what you're becoming, Sean. See what did you're he becoming. Have like a tank simulator, and someone was some Sherman tank simulator, and someone was putting drinks on it. Probably. Mm. What else have you been up to? I've still been playing Borderlands Two. I know it's not arcade. <sighs> it's just it's a <sighs> chill out when I when I come home. It's a chill. Do you know what I do? Do you know my favorite current favorite place in the world is not in the world. It's Toilet. in it's in the Borderlands Two. It's this little, little lovely village where it's after you've killed everybody. I've never played go, it, remember. And it's called Overlook. And you go in, you can, you go up to a little platform and you sit down, well, you kind of sit down, and you can look out over the ruined wastes of Pandora while sipping a mint tea. And then shoot something in the face. Yeah, they're all dead. I've killed everybody in that, in oh, that section. How, how pleasant. Yeah, so that's that's my favourite. You place. just reminded Hopefully. me of a new another pickup I forgot to write down on the uh, on the notes. So I'll tell you what that is in a minute. It, it's a third person game. Put it that way. Got a reverse pickup here, Vic. Oh, have you? What's that? Netflix. Oh, I've, I've cancelled it. Cause really? I haven't. I'm just working it out with wife. We haven't even switched it on for over a month. Not wow. even put it on. So I just I just don't have time to watch it like wife wife goes on her games and she watches these murder mystery things on channel four plus one extra something yeah and i just watch youtube tech videos <laughs> i'm watching loads of them tech with and, what uh, though fixing stuff all, yeah and, and 
reviewing new tech and that and old tech and there's one called budget builds official which i really like there's one called linus tech tips there's 8-bit guy which you know yeah oh, he's awesome he is oh david the history sites like Kim Justice and Gaming Historian. I just, I just put them on for ten minutes now instead of watching telly. Cool, nice, nice, nice. That's it, Vic. That's all I've been doing: working and gaming. I have been nipping in the garage every now and again to do something and just flicking the old Asteroids Cabaret cab on and having a quick blast on the old Deluxe. Very Delt. nice too. Oh, I'll tell you what I have been doing with my Deluxe. In I've got an Asteroids Cabaret cabinet right mm. but it's got an asteroids deluxe board in it because I, yeah. I swapped my asteroids board I did, I did have two boards I had asteroids and asteroids deluxe I used to swap them between the two but what I did is I swapped my asteroids board for a very nice space duel because I knew someone who wanted one and they wanted an asteroids I wanted a space duel so I swapped it with them and my intention was always to, on my asteroids deluxe board was to buy one of those multi kits that plays asteroids asteroid deluxe and lunar lander and I got one of those a little while back because Mr. John Singletary brought one over from America for me. So I've installed it in there. But the thing is, my cab's a bit weird, or the board is a little bit weird, and it's doing what my old Asteroids Upright I used to have did. If you play the game, it plays absolutely fine. I installed the kit. All the games were absolutely fine on it. But on the kit, it's got software dip switches. So it saves all the scores, and it keeps all the dip switches actually in memory on, mm. on the kit rather than the physical switch. And when you first play it, it's set to four lives. I think four is like standard. So what I did is thought, oh, I'll just pop it into to test mode, which is a little switch inside the coin door. Pop it into test mode, and you can go into an advanced test mode for the multi-kit and change all the settings around. And when I did that, it kept flashing on and off and beeping at me. So what it was doing, it was resetting all the time. And my old Asteroids machine used to do this with the old Asteroids board in it. And I think... Um, Godler, a friend of mine, a while back, actually took it, took the board off me and said, "Oh, it's a weird little fault. That I'll find it for you." And he found the fault and fixed it. And because what you can do in test mode is actually set the screen. It gives you like a grid pattern, so you can set your yeah. vector screen perfectly. Because mine's a bit squashed at the moment. And obviously, you can do settings in there and you know test the buttons and stuff. So it wouldn't do that. It wouldn't go into it, even with the the new kit on. And I took the kit back off and put it as stock standard and it still didn't work I kept doing it and i was talking to phil nesvalife who was an expert on asteroids and asteroids deluxe boards and he reckons it, it was resetting all the time and he asked me to do a certain thing i had to sun solder a, a chip reset it put it back in without the leg out and it, it, it does certain things little tests to it and he said oh no it's definitely a fault what it is is there's six rams on there six little 2114 rams and they're still used on the board and what it is 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 there's a certain area of RAM that isn't used for the game, he reckons, which is faulty. Yeah. And it's used on it's just the test mode. So the game works absolutely fine. But when you go into test mode, it's erroring and it keeps resetting itself. The watchdog keeps kicking in and resetting it. So I've ordered some new RAM. The weird thing is I had some 2114 RAMs in a little drawer of my um, my sort of electronics kits. And I took the drawer down one night. I thought, right, I'll leave it now. I've got enough time to do it tonight. And I had to record the podcast last week and stuff or two weeks ago. And then the next, I think two or three days later, after I recorded the podcast, edited it, and put it out and everything, I came back into the where I'd left everything, and they were gone, and they're completely missing, and I still haven't found them. The, the whole dog drawer, hasn't eaten them, has it? no, has nothing it? like that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do that because you'd see bits of it as well. He, he couldn't get up on on the thing. And Tori, my wife, said, "Oh, I knocked a drawer off the other day, but I picked it up and put it on the thing." I said, "Was it one of those little ones?" She goes, "No, no, it was a big one. It was another one." 
and I put that away since then. So it wasn't that. So the only thing I can think of is when I was tidying up, it would have randomly fell into the bin on the floor and I'd thrown a lot away when I took the bins out. But I can't really see it because normally I go through the bins to take the recycling out, like the cans and paper and stuff, and I would have seen it. I definitely would have seen it. So those, I had about eight rams in there, brand new 2114 rams, completely dis- disappeared, missing, gone. So you know what? what I've been doing on my cab to play the cab, because it's four lives, when I start the game, I immediately fire myself into a rock and kill myself off. And then have three lives and play the game as normal. But I've also been playing right. um, Asteroids Deluxe on my Vectrex, because I've got a Vec Fever, which plays some emulated games. Does it play at the same speed? Yeah, absolutely perfect. Well, that's clever, that, isn't it? Because I made a little stand, 3D printed stand, so you can sit it on its side. So you can play mm. Asteroids, Asteroids Deluxe. Um, I think you can play Red Baron, Battlezone, Tempest, and Tail Gunner. You can play on there, actual arcade ROMs of the games. That's so they run clever, really nicely. Yeah, it runs really nice. I was using my little Asteroids controller I made myself. So it's absolutely mm. perfect. So I could play it inside without having to go in the cab. But then I've been playing it on the cab as well. Such a good game. I reckon if someone's stolen your Rams... Gremlins have been in. Uh, you get Mr. 20 to 5 on the case. He's a policeman, and he? He can... Yeah, he'll come around and dust things for prints and... And, and investigate. He'll finger someone. Right. Let's move on. <laughs> Arcade news. Oh, Sean, oh, Sean, oh, Sean. Tell me, tell me, tell me. When is the next massive UK VAC meet at Arcade Club? Well, it's Arcade Club Leeds, because I think Andy wants to show off Leeds, I think. So it's going to be on the 12th and 13th of October 2019, which is this year, this very year. I don't know if I'll be going to that because there's something at the beginning of October I'm going to and at the end of October... Oh, no, no, I can't go to that. That is the date of the big Portland retro game event. And you're going here? Yes. Going to America in October, so that is then. I can't go. But what I was going to say is I wouldn't want to go to Leeds because I'm quite antisocial. I just go to the normal one and just stand on my own. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to... No, actually, I won't be able to go to it because I've got the previous week off from meeting an old friend who I met this time last year. Well, mm-hmm. last September. And we're going out on about. So I'll, and so that week, I'll be working at... Berry. The other one? Oh, yeah. no! Well, a party's not going to be a party without Sean Holly. Well, we, they, can, they can still enjoy themselves, can't they? What you have Bless to do them. is Skype everyone. Have Charlie Farr on the other end with his computer and just Skype everyone. Are you yeah, shooting stuff at this? I think just, he'll you be just carry there. you around looking at stuff. Here's an interesting piece of news. Galloping Ghost have branched out into auto repair. It's a bit of a weird piece of news, yes. They have, they have got the Galloping Ghost garage, which is down Ogden. Is it Ogden Avenue? Ogden Avenue. Where... I think he's just, just buying the whole block, isn't he? Just buying the whole Basically, road. yeah. It was, it was an old garage. Um, garage. And, and the guy, I think wanted to uh, relieve, relieve himself of the business and Doc bought it and the guy's still working there and he's working on other projects as well. So it's an odd thing, but yeah, how cool is that? Galloping Ghost Garage. <laughs> yeah, and you can you can go and play in the arcade free of charge or your car's being fixed, apparently. Oh, that's awesome. What it's you can do it? is instead of having a gear stick, you can have a joystick fitted or, or an <laughs> outrun shifter. <laughs> <laughs> or a Star Wars yoke. <laughs> 
<laughs> pulled over by difficult. the police. Is that a real steering wheel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just shooting some TIE fighters, officer. Well, what you could do is go old school, which is an asteroid button for left, right, accelerate, right. And, and button for a brake or something. Rotate could be handbrake, couldn't it? So you press a rotate button. I have a, I have a hyperspace button on your car. When the feds are chasing you, you just press hyperspace. Gone. Absolutely, that feds. Yeah. Feds. Guess what, Vic? Uh, this this yeah. is kind of kind of half news. Yeah, we don't really know a lot about it yet. Um, SNK have announced via Twitter they're releasing some new hardware, new gen hardware, and it's going to be compatible with the Neo Geo Minis, the little mm. machines we reviewed a little while ago. Well, we didn't review; them. we had a look at them, I suppose, on the internet. But yeah, why didn't someone send me one of them to play with? Damn it! Yeah, that'd be nice. It would. Yeah, so, so I don't know what it's going to be, but... No idea, actually, but they, they reckon you can plug these things into it. Maybe they can go on the internet and use it um, as a hub for an internet play or something. I have no idea, actually. Might Interesting. We'll, we'll follow it. We'll follow it. Hopefully, yeah. Mm. Ah. Neon Knights Arcade down in South End on Sea, which I visited a little while ago. Lovely place. Are having their first tournament in the arcade on the 20th of August at 6pm. It's going to be called the NK Cup. So the tourney game will be Euro Football Champ. It's a football thingy. Uh, it's £25 entry per head, per player, which includes food. And there's 150 quid top prize for the winner. That's good, isn't it? It's pretty cool. I like tournaments. I, I wouldn't want to play a football one because I'm not into football. But it'd be nice to see uh, everyone playing together. I definitely do need to get down there. I'm going to have to sort it out before the end of the year somehow. You have to come see me and we'll we'll go there. Oh, or actually meet there because it's quite a way for me to get there actually as well. I'm going to get the train there. That'd be a better, better thing to do, wouldn't it? Get a train down there. Hmm, we'll look into it. Yeah, I'm going to put that in, in my notes I'm writing now. I'm going to have a chat afterwards. Yes. See if, yeah, see if I can get down there before end um, of the year sometime. You know I'm going to America in October. Yes. Do you know what I won't be buying in America from Walmart? One of these things. Well, I, I won't be buying a one-up arcade machine. Because you know how much I really, really hate them? Yes. They're down to $75 clearance from $299 now. And I still wouldn't buy one. Do you know what? If someone gave me one of those, I would politely decline it. Politely decline? You mean, stuff it up your bum box? Some of the comments, this, this is a picture I've picked up off of Facebook. I don't know what version of the one-up arcade it is, but it's a big stack of them. It's a pallet of 12 of them. It's the Pac-Man one by the looks of it. So there's 12 in a pallet, and they're $75 each, so they're not selling. Someone said, you know, the the paint comes off, the joysticks fall to bits, Mm. the LCDs, missing pixels, and a really bad thread on following this Do you know when we were in Chicago, we went in that little, really cute little game shop, it was really nice, and there was Mm. one out the front there, that the joystick had fell inside, so the, the bolts had gone through the wood in the top, and the joystick had fell inside. There was a button missing, and nearly half of the control panel was just removed. Where people were rubbing their hands on it, so it's got no laminate on there. It must it must have really thin paint and no laminate to protect it, and it just looked awful. It just looked knackered. It wasn't even on, I don't think either. So whether it's still no, working it or not, I don't know. So it seems these things are just really cheap, and they've they've really cheaped out on them. And I don't think they're, they're worth £300, or $300, sorry. They're still £300 here, aren't they? I've seen one for 245 in TJ Maxx in Kingston. Right. Like, there's no way. I, I, seriously, I wouldn't have one if someone gave them to me. I just hate the shape of them. It seems to be 
what what people nowadays who are making arcade cabinets, bar a few, seem to think an arcade cabinet looks like is like one of these things, thin, mm. very flat, flat screens. You know, they're not like that. You look at an old arcade machine, you know, just a generic cab or or a dedicated cabinet. They're nothing like these things. They don't look anything like an arcade machine. It looks like a piece of IKEA furniture with a screen on. It really does. Mm. I've got nothing against IKEA furniture, but when I'm playing arcade games, I want it to look like an old machine. Or an up-to-date machine, you know? Some of them old-school cabs are curvier than a buxom wench. Oh, yes. Get out of my pub right now! (laughs) Aren't they just? (laughs) Oh, yes. Got some Australian news here from Mr. Tagster. Kong Off 3. Kong Off 3 is kicking off on the 10th of August qualifying. Top 16 battle battle it out to go through to the final on the Sunday. Richie Knuckles is back for the third year to host a competition, says Tagster. Walter Day will be present this year as, and will present trading cards to 50 Aussies during the ceremony. Love him love him or hate him, Billy Mitchell will also be present and attempting a perfect Pac-Man. Should be a cracking weekend, is put. Well, the Kong-Offs look really cool, actually. I mean, if I, if I was in Australia, I'd definitely try and get to one. They look a lot of fun. Even I'm not brilliant at Donkey Kong, I'd look, would like to go to one. But... Why is Billy Mitchell doing Pac-Man again? He, he did his Pac-Man, perfect Pac-Man, years and years ago. There's no real debate whether he can do that or not. We know he's a good Pac-Man player. It's the it's it's the the Donkey Kong record that's in contention, not the Pac-Man one. Why does he keep banging on about Pac-Man? I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? We know he's a good yeah. Pac-Man player. Hmm. And he's done it recently as well, hasn't he? I think he did it a little while ago. Yeah, not not too long ago. I'm not sure. Odd. Anyway, be a good weekend. Oh, yeah. Recent pickups. Well, of course, for me, it was the Pac-Man Quarter Arcade I got from Numskull, which I reviewed on that video. Go and have a look at it. Uh, as I said earlier about the SSD uh, drive for my netbook, but there's a little story behind this. I also got a free SSD drive. The drive is only, I think, 120 gig. It's quite a small one. It's only like £17. But I ordered it off Amazon on the Friday, right? And it said it would be delivered Saturday evening between 6 and 8 p.m. I said, oh, cool. I can get it done over the weekend. It didn't arrive by Tuesday. I phoned Amazon up and said, what's going on? You know, we've got Amazon Prime and all this. It's supposed to be there. And there's a really nice, helpful lady on the other end of the line. And she was saying, oh... It's it's been delivered by My Hermes, which are an absolute terrible company. If you can help using not using Hermes, My Hermes, don't use them. They're absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. They lost a load of boards I sent once to someone, and now this. And I talked to the lady, and I sort of said, you know, I know it's not your fault. You know, I'm not I'm not angry at you, but you know, it's supposed to come within the weekend, so I could do what I had to do in the weekend. She's oh, we're very very sorry. We're going to send you another one out right now. It'll be with you tomorrow. We're not using My Hermes. It came the next day. Uh, via Parcel Force, which is the, the UK's proper postal service, service, it came, and I said, and she said, oh, when the other one arrives, you can just take it to a to a post office and scan it, and I sent it back. I said, hold on a minute, well, I've, got, I've got to take something that's come late to the post office for you to send it back, and she said, oh, actually, no, don't, t- tell you what, just keep it. If it yeah. arrives, just keep it. I said, oh, uh, okay. And then she said, we're also going to give you £5 off your next purchase as a, as a sort of sorry, because we we're very sorry about this. And I said, I don't, I don't really require this, but what I wish you wouldn't do is use my Hermes because they're absolutely terrible. 
that everyone in the mm. UK knows My Hermes that are probably the worst delivery service you can get. They so, are. guess when the actual one from My Hermes turned up? Yesterday. A week and a day late. Was Hooray. It, what, is it working? Or? I've got it. Yeah, I've kept hold of it. Um, but the thing I had, I've put it in there. It's all working now and everything. And I still had to wait another week before that one came. So, it would have been a, w- a week and a day, a week and two days delivery on, on a next day delivery. No explanation from my Hermes. It wasn't, wasn't it? We're sorry, we've we lost this. And when you try and track it online, it just says out for delivery, out for delivery. No information at all. Not like we've lost it. We're idiots. Absolutely well, you know, terrible. Do you know who Hermes is in in mythology? He's that geezer with the flying feet. He's the Greek god of late deliveries. <laughs> and he is a bastard. <laughs> what else have you picked up, Vic? Oh, oh, yes, two more things. One more thing was um, a big box full of thick wire from a mate of mine who's going to move in Dubai. He's going to live in Dubai for a little while. Oh. He's going to work over there, get a load of money, and come back and buy a house. So good luck to him. But he had, I think he had a load of wire left over from his arcade stuff, and um, he sent it to me. But what he has done for himself, for a little treat, he's bought himself a new Astro City, which he's taken over to Dubai with him, so he can have some games over there. Very cool. Right, yeah, cool. You know what? If you're going to move to Dubai, what you need to take with you, arcade cabinet, obviously. Yeah, I bet there's not many arcades out there, is there really? No idea, because a lot, a lot of the Brits who, or, or even foreign people who go to move to, to work there live in compounds. Because mm-hmm. um, there's like, you know, because Dubai is a Muslim country, quite a strict Muslim country, they're not allowed to drink. But in the compounds, it's like another another country, you can do what you want, basically. God, I'd have to move into a compound for my IPA addiction, wouldn't I? But you won't be able to do it in the street. Absolutely not. It's illegal. Good oh. God. And the last thing I got lately is I, I I had to do it. It came up on the Switch online store, Nintendo Switch online store, Doom for three ninety nine. I've got Doom on, mm. on every single thing I, I'm looking at in this. Vic 20, I've got it on that. Commodore 64, I've got it on that. That Pi, I've got it on. This computer, I've got it on. Um... Vectrex, and I haven't got it on that. Just about everything I own, I've got Doom on, and I had to have it on the Switch. And I was playing it the other night, and it's absolutely brilliant. I, I really love Doom. I'm going to buy Doom 2 as well, because Doom 2 was one of my favourites. I've got... Do you know, I was just today I was, I was looking at an interview with John Romero, and he, he, he went through the whole development of Doom. It was about a 40-minute talk he did last year somewhere. Right. And that's really interesting. So I looked on Steam... And Doom, yeah, is three ninety nine. But I've still got it. I've got the PC discs, and I've got oh wow, I've got DOSBox on Linux, which will run it. So I think I might be playing it as well. I tell you what, on, on a proper PC or even a Mac, I think you can do it on. When the three D cards came out years and years and years ago, there was patches for Doom to make it really nice graphics, uh, like yeah, a lot smoother, and they had like the light effects. But what, you, what one of the patches I remember you doing is with a mouse, you can look up and down. Because on yeah. Doom it was one level, wasn't it? But you can look I up and down with it as well. There's one, I think it was called Brutal Doom, which had more gore. But I think you could look up and down on that one as well. Yeah, it's probably developed from that, I think. But I'm definitely going to buy Doom 2 as well. I absolutely love it. So cool. And it, it, it actually plays really nicely with the Switch controller, which I, I'm not very good at with a Switch controller playing those third-person games. With Doom, because you're not looking up and down, it makes it a lot easier. So good. I love a bit of Doom. But the weird thing is... is, is id software i presume are now owned by bethesda which is a huge company mm. 
And I noticed a little while ago, a lot of internet memes and people taking the mickey out of Bethesda because everything they do has got to be online. So they were having like, you know, really, really old like DOS games saying, you, you welcome to Bethesda, you've got to be online to play this game. And same, sure enough, on Doom, you have to sign up for free and be on the Bethesda.net or whatever it is. And you've got to be online to play Doom, even though you're playing it on your own. They just want you online, I think, to try and lure you into playing online and stuff, which I'm not interested in. I think they've, come, they've backtracked on it, haven't they? Because there's such a big backlog of backlog. And indeed a ha about it. A who ha? Yeah. yeah, John Romero's done, is it eight more eight more maps this year? He's oh, done really? For the original Doom, yeah. And you can just down, um, download Ooh. them off his site, romero.com. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that later on. So cool. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, I think I should be able to play him, you know, on Linux. Well, I'm Doom, have a Doom look. Two was was the 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 pin the high point of those kind of games. Doom Two was really good. It's an excellent ad, well, excellent sequel to Doom. I really like Doom Two. It's difficult though, but those bloody great spiders in it. Ugh! We first see one of those. God, Spider Mastermind. Yeah, horrible things. And and the Cyber Demon for the first time. That gave me the willies. That did. I used to love the PlayStation Doom because you could do some really... You could run run and strafe, so you could like run it round in a circle. It was quite easy with the PlayStation controller. Mm. Run around something shooting. Well, that's the, that's the, the, the joy of getting good at that game because some of the arena ones, which is like an open arena with loads of monsters and you just got, got to try and survive, and you've got to be able to strafe and get out of the way of stuff firing at you before you... you know, otherwise, you just die. And the music was different on the PlayStation. It was kind of like ambient soundscapes. It wasn't tunes. Oh, right. And it, and it was really good, really atmospheric. I think better than the actual... No, no, no. That, that music Doom. on the original <laughs> Doom <laughs> is brilliant. Yeah. Have you ever heard yeah, like heavy good. metal versions of that? Uh, it's no. really good on the guitar. <laughs> but then some levels in Doom were ambient noises as well. Because I remember mm. playing one the other night where I got killed on it. It was doing the sort of like squeegee noises every now and you can see these little bleeps and things going on in the background. Such a good game. I'm going to play that tonight, actually. I've just decided. I might. <laughs> so, have you bought anything? I've got two pickups. Oh, go on. And you know you're on about late deliveries, yeah, right? Yeah. I was in the arcade club office searching for something, and I found this box, and I thought, oh, I'll have a look what's in this box. And I opened it, and there was a letter. There's a little jiffy, jiffy pad, jiffy bag. Yes. Addressed to me. I thought, all right, someone sent me some out. And I opened it, and it's a letter from Rob Llewellyn, dated oh, oh, Rob. 9th of October 2018. Oh. And it's inside is a Batsagun coaster that he's made for oh, me. Oh, cool. It's got a little girl on it, a little anime girl. Yeah. She's yeah, cool. An anime girl, and then the Batsagun. And it's. It's been in the, that box lost since last October, so I've messaged him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, I haven't been ignoring. I'm very sorry. I've only just received this thing from last October. And it's and it's brilliant. Little Batsagan coaster, which is car. It's some it's machined or carved or something. And then it's got like a, a lacquered surface on it. Well, I happen oh, to know Rob has got a CNC wood mill. And I think around the same amount of time, he made me these. Ooh. I've got a little green mushroom cool. one. Yeah. And this one here is not quite so good because it's the outline you can't see. That is actually a Dig Dug Puka. But what he nice. did is he, he, he mills them out, mills little channels in them, and then he fills them with this sort of um, 
this like resin. thick lacquer resin kind of stuff. Obviously, he's yeah. got a green resin for that. Yeah, they're really nice. I, I really like the um, the mushroom one. It's really cool. Very nice. nice. I've also got a pickup from you, Rob Carpenter. Rob Arcade Seventy Nine Carpenter came into the mill the other day, the mill being the arcade. Yes, and gave me a dig dug light frame for you. Oh, that's going on my arcade wall. I'm going to post it down to you. I forgot, but I've still got it in in, in a I'll bag. I tell you what, is it, is it got a glass uh, front on it? Yes. Don't send I it. I don't want to get broken. Keep it with you. And yeah. when you come and see me soon, or I come and see you, I'll pick it up. I don't want to get broken in the post. Right. Sounds fair. Yeah. Well, that's lovely. Thank you very much, Arcade79. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Rob. And I think that's it for so I, kind of two pickups for me. Oh, nice one. I found this really nice hazed ale. Hazed? Hazed, which means it's like muddy. It's called, what's it called? Just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. You're drinking stuff with mud in it, and and to to lighten it and tart it up, they say it's hazed. I'd say it's sullied if it's got mud in it. It's, what's it called? It's by Bad Company. It's called, oh, what's it called? That makes it sound even worse. Oh, let's have some bad IPA with mud in it. It's not IPA, it's just hazed ale. Ew. Nice. Doesn't sound very nice to me. Boston Tea Party. It's called Boston Tea Party. Mm, they're a bunch of lunatics. That's it's a really nice one. I might have a couple of them later, Vic. Ten Pence Archives. I've been visiting an old friend, an old, slightly crap friend, <laughs> a kind of crap friend that falls through a gap while running towards their baby kangaroo. Yes. It's Sal Buglirisi's favourite game, Kangaroo. Now, before you get on your high horse about how mediocre and even a bit poor Atari's via Sun Electronics Kangaroo is, I've found a way of making it much better game. Much mm-hmm. better game. Firstly, yeah. firstly and foremost, make sure you're playing on a proper arcade cabinet or use Groovy Mame with the proper arcade video drivers, as Kangaroo does not display properly on standard main for some reason. It's got really liney graphics. It doesn't look right. I think yeah. it's something to do with the resolution on there. Secondly, now this is the important one, use a four-way stick rather than an eight-way and assign another button on your arcade cabinet as up. So as well as using up on the joystick, you want the second button to be up as well. Right. So you're using that as your jump button. So rather than fudging around with diagonals and, and making poor old Mama Kangaroo nosedive off the platforms to her death, you can just jump properly. And also, you'll you'll uh, stop yourself getting blatted by stupid apple-lobbing monkeys. There is a cab at Arcade Club Leeds, you know, and it is it is a really nice-looking cab. It's outstanding. It's a really nice cab. What, the kangaroo? They've got a kangaroo? Yeah. Oh, a full upright? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a grand cab for a mediocre game inside it. Mm. But I do I really like kangaroo still. But um, just doing that with the extra button and the four way, so you're not using silly diagonals all the time, which you know not very good. I've gone from twenty eight thousand points, which I got on the podcast, which we did in podcast ninety nine back in December twenty seventeen, and now I've got thirty two thousand points. I've got four thousand points more just from changing that control method very slightly. And Sal got 47,500 when we played at that time. It's a long time ago, then, isn't it? A year and a half now. It's a while, yeah, yeah. So, are you going to tell me what game you've been playing in the archives? I have 
I was going to play some of this afternoon, but I ended up playing Asteroids Deluxe for four solid hours because it's it's on my cabin. I was in the groove and I was playing well. But I've, I have been still play, been playing Mappy. I know I mentioned it last time. Yeah, is this your I'm, excuse for not doing your homework again? Yeah, I've done some homework. I've got some. You're going to get the cane soon, son. Oh yes, please. <laughs> I've done a mastermind quiz and all, all sorts. Okay. I've not done the podcast picture yet, Vic. I better do that before this you podcast hurry up, goes out. Yeah. Do uh, it now while we're doing it. No one will notice. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, Asteroids Deluxe is to blame. Yeah, it's a good game, isn't it? That's why. Yeah. It takes all your time up. Listener feedback from uh, the last. No, time before last when we did Nemesis, Ol's been listening to that, uh, and he reckons the bubble memory PCB of Nemesis is worth about fifteen hundred dollars dead. Even if it doesn't God. work, which it won't do nowadays because of the problems with the bubble memory, fifteen hundred dollars. Also, the European board is a GX four hundred, uh, and it's the most common board set, but still goes for silly money. And they also released another PCB in Japan after the bubble memory fiasco, different to the GX four hundred. So there's like three. Three different boards of it. God. Retro Russ. Hi, Vic. Billy Mitchell has done the kill screen on Donkey Kong Live in an arcade, as well as Perfect Pac-Man. This one was recorded at Tapper's Arcade, but wasn't the one done behind closed doors. That's why I replied to it. Um, it was done at this place called Tapper's Arcade in America. But I had a feeling when I, I when it happened, there was more controversy about it because it was a lock-in. They filmed it, they filmed him doing it, but they wouldn't allow the public in to watch or something. I can't remember now. Right. So it's not quite you know, the same as the Donkey Kong players who are really good doing it live at the Kong-Offs and stuff like this. So there's still something weird going on with that. I don't know why he doesn't just, just turn up to Kong-Off, play his best, and just see how good he can do, see if he can get a million again. But the the, the world record now is 1.2 million odd. So it's way, mm. way above what he got. He's not even in the top 50 now, I don't think, even if his score was you know, still valid. God. Sol's been on. Has he? Yeah, hey, up. We have enjoyed the latest temperance arcade podcast. The real recordings making me laugh my socks off. <laughs> yeah. I have actually been looking at Sol's Wikipedia entry. Have you seen it? Yes, I have, yeah. Sol was the winner of the 1985 Yorkshire Canned Meat Festival. Nice one, Sol. He was crowned best in Chuffin, Yorkshire, for eating a tin of Spam fritters in a staggering 57 seconds. God, that's good. A whole tin. Yeah. Amongst the prizes was a two-litre can of Dulux paint, which is uh, Bridlington beige, <laughs> and a year's supply of Bassett's All Sorts. Oh, God, he's a lucky lad, isn't he? He was, he was. yeah. He was worthwhile. 1985, he would have been... About about three. 11 or something. He was a spam-eating fiend. Rob Arcade79 Carpenter, just done my personal best on Miss Pac-Man at Arcade Club Leeds. 78.50, pleased with that. I know it's not as good as some of you elites, but I'm chuffed. I'm sure it's a Wicko stick. It feels fantastic and does everything you tell it. That's that's getting good. Um, When I first started playing... Speed up Ms. Pac-Man. I was on about that, and I can well exceed that. Cheap practicing, you get better at it. It's really mm. good. Love that game. Rygar R. Apropos that the new RGB Pi jammer that you mentioned last time, this is the device that you plug a Raspberry Pi into it and plug straight into a jammer arcade cabinet. 
No mm. messing. He says, I've had the standard RGB Pi hat for a couple of months now, and when it's coupled up with their custom front end, the picture it gives it on a bog-standard CRT TV is absolutely brilliant. It makes my 14-inch Samsung look like an arcade monitor. For some reason, they don't advertise the price of that either. You have to fill out a form on the website to find out how much it costs and where you have to send the money, which sounds really dodgy. But the service was friendly, the delivery quick, and the product top-notch. I imagine that when their jammer thing is finally coupled with the new Raspberry Pi 4B, it'd be a match made in arcade heaven. And here is the UK VAC thread for it, which I'll put in the show notes. Mm. Now, that thing there, I think Mr. Rich Chunkson is going to send me his one to have a look at and review. So I'm going to borrow that off him and have a review of that. There's a think, couple of these kind of things now, aren't there? Yeah, they're very good because they're, they're just plug and play. You plug a Raspberry Pi into them, put your Pi image which you can download and put your ROMs on it, plug it in the cab, off you go. No messing. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Um, I'll see what it's like, but I think that company, what I didn't like was their software front end when I had one of their Raspberry Pi things. I might be thinking of another company, though. One of them I really didn't like the software because it was very like the RetroPie software, which is, is built for consoles. So when you want to yeah. escape out of a game, if this is what I'm remembering correctly, you have to you have to press select and start together. And obviously an arcade machine doesn't have select and start. So you have to press the start button and the coin button at the same time, which is really unnatural. You're not going to do that, are you? Weird. Yeah, it's a bit odd that. So I'm not sure if their, their front-end software is going to be any good, but I will have a look. That's yeah. It's it's nice to see that these old arcade machines are still going to be when the, when the boards have died, if they all die, we're still going to be able to play them near enough in the original format and the speed and the the screen and everything that they were intended for. Yeah, I mean, some of the the hardware nowadays is getting pretty much hundred percent. You know, you know the the Berserk FPGA board that I've got. They they yes. tested that with a million clock cycles against a Berserk actual PCB, and it was one hundred percent one million exactly the same clock cycles. That's so cool. so basically the same. Yes, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Plus, it has Frenzy on it. We need to do Frenzy. I, I like it. I like Frenzy, but it's so hard. I find it so difficult to play. You've got to switch your mindset because of the way the bullets bounce off the walls. Oh, that, that's so just... annoying, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a there's a quite it's quite a deep game. There's different kind oh, yeah, of ro- yeah, it rooms. Definitely is. Yeah, yeah mm. there's different tactics to it. As when you get these odd little rooms, you get special generators to shoot and stuff. It's a very mm. good game, but yeah, it's quite difficult. Very very different, I think, to Berserk. Uh, we have got that was the only feedback we've got. We've got more feedback from the listeners about the game Asteroids Deluxe later on. Yes. Friendly shout outs. I'd like to thank everyone who personally wished me well after the fail of a week I had a couple of weeks ago when I missed out on the podcast. I had a load of stuff going wrong. Uh, very kind of the nice listeners to ask how I was and everything. Thank you very much. That's nice, isn't it? Hmm. I'm going to give a shout out to my son, Luke, who doesn't listen to this. He can't be bothered. He's 20. He's just turned 21. So just over two decades ago, he was born. That's 21 years. Can you tell him I gave him a... And he's, he's quite a good programmer now. He's done mm. the, the Black... <laughs> he works for Blackburn Council. And he's done it all himself, the blackburn.gov.uk website. Not the actual content, but the the website back-end and how it how it operates. Yeah, he's, I had a look got, at this, and it looks very working. professional. 
Very good. I couldn't do stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, what, no chance. Yeah, exactly. He said he's had some some input into the layout of it, but all the back end programming and getting everything working, he's done. Wow, good stuff. He's doing really well, isn't he? He is. He's got more money than me and wife three times over already. We need to <laughs> good. Need to raid his bank account. Uh, happy birthday to the lad. He was twenty one. Was that last Saturday? Second of August. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Did he get some good space Lego in a rally chopper? He got. I think he just got money for bits of money and stuff. We gave him a bit and think that's it, really. Is, it, is, tell you what is he did, buying more expensive video cards for his computer? It'll just, yeah, it'll, that's all he spends his money on is, is he upgrades his computer every now and then with like a £1,000 graphic card, you know. Oh, Lord. Do you know what I did as a, as a little little nice thing? What? He loves his takeaways and, and that. So I gave him four little vouchers and made these vouchers <laughs> and put, put them in his card. So, so like this, this qualifies you to uh, a free meal at all these restaurants and, and takeaways. <laughs> then I put terms and conditions applied. Please present before, please present before ask, uh, asking for voucher or something. Uh, one, one per visit, all that kind of stuff I got off somewhere else. <laughs> so I thought that was quite good. Excellent. He's noshed that lot already, I expect. No, he's not cashed any of his vouchers in yet, but oh. I think there's a, a KFC or a Domino's pizza on the cards. Do you know why? It's because they're all done in crayon. And I don't yeah. think they're actually going to take them. No. Mm. no yeah, he, he gives them to the bank of mum and dad, and then we get the food. Oh, I see. Oh, I've, also, I've already given a shout-out to Lewis now, haven't he, for, for being, becoming Lewis Arcade from Lewis Batcave. He's been uh, assimilated into the Arcade Club network. We've got a great team now. Oh, it's awesome there now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going there anymore because you work there. Oh, no, it's lovely. Arcade Master Quiz. Uh-oh, is it time? It is. Is this the I've... Rock Hard Nails Unicorn Poo Granite Arcade Quiz you're going to give me? It is. It is it's a lot tougher because the other one was just dead easy, weren't it? So this one is ten oh, questions. Right, let's get the serious music on then. Your name? Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vertvic. Your chosen subject? Arcade games, 1977 to 1990. Right, you have two minutes to answer as many questions as you can. Ten. Okay. Right, okay, maybe more than two minutes. Who knows? Number one, how many points do you score for shooting the smallest rocks in Asteroids Deluxe? 100 points. Ding dong. You do? Oh, I didn't think you'd get that. Name the developer of Bagman. Validon Automation. Ding dong. No! Well done. On what hardware was the game Wacko developed? MCR. Yeah. Was there a number behind it? MCR 3? Ash Biscuits! No, MCR 2. Oh, you bugger! The 1992 game Doggy Oon was made by which company? Uh, Rising. Ash Biscuits! 18 Tower Rising. Man. Is it a type so, one? Yeah. Oh, that's close, though, isn't it? No. What type of game is Telco's 1983 Egor? It's a maze game. Ding dong. It is. It's a maze with a bit of shooting. Up. It's a bit I've like played ice. it. I've played it. True or false, there is an actual game called Eek. Eek. False. Ash biscuits! True. Is there really? 
Yeah, it's called it's three E's and two K's, and it's from Epos Corporation, 1984. Okay. Eek. Eek. Right. Question seven. You've got three so far. What? This is good. One, what are the two main colours on the side art of Cosmic Gorilla from Universal? There's two bright colours. White. Three. No. It is the outside of the cab's white. Yeah, but the the colours that make up the oh, image. Oh, pink and yellow. Ding dong. Purple and yellow. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's like a magenta, isn't it? I'll give you two for that then. Cool. How do you control the game? Round up five. What's the controls? Round up five. I'm guessing it's a trackball. Ash biscuits. No, it's a steering wheel. It's a, it's a racing game. Oh. I've actually got it at Berry. It's it's basically a Chase HQ ripoff. You've got to round up five crim- criminals. Crims. Crims. And I'm uh, looking at the flyer, and it's by Tatsumi, and there's a three-screen version of it. You know they did? Yeah, yeah. It? Buggy Boy. TX1 and Bubby Buggy Boy. Yeah, there's Ooh. a three-screen version of this, but it's not my, a very my, good game. My timer's running out. Hurry up. Oh, sorry, mate. In the year, this is number nine, in the in, in what year? I'm going to give it away then. In what year was the first nudie Gals Panic released? The first Gals Panic this oh, might surprise. Eighty-nine. Ash biscuits. Oh, ninety. Oh, you bugger! <laughs> <laughs> and the last question, you might get this. Name d- Japanese developer Tomohiro Nishikado's most famous creation. Space Invaders. Ding dong. Yep. Five six, out of ten. Six. Did I get six out of eleven? Really? Oof. Oh, well, that's not bad because some of them were tough, actually. They were. Flipping right driving game. You know, I don't know any of them. Egypt. Uh, that's I know that because it's in the arcade, don't it? But there you go. Mm. Feature game review. Okay, featured games review. Featured Ast- games review. Asteroids Delks. Are we going to do you- it like this? All of it before our voices go. Oh, get asthma. Uh, Forty cottons. <clears throat> You've, I've put nine, Atari 1980 because it says 1980 on the attract screen, but you've put 81. Yeah, I'm sure it's 81. It, I've looked it up. It is 81, but the attract screen says 80. I think maybe the game software was done in 80 and it wasn't quite released till 1981 in the cab. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The, the game uses a 6502 processor on similar hardware to Asteroids. Yay. It is a horizontal vector monitor. Five buttons to control, left, right, thrust, fire, and shield. Right, how to play this, It basically, I've just done one line. It's asteroids with a few differences. So I've beefed it out a bit for you. Okay. Because some listeners may not have played it. Of course, of course they've... If, if a listener does not, to our podcast, does not know how to play asteroids, then shame on them. Well, actually, they may have been living in a cave for the last 40 years. Hello? Hello? If you haven't played Asteroids or Asteroids Deluxe, listeners, I'd like someone to, to write in saying you've never played it before. I'd be really interested if someone hasn't played it. So, you control a spaceship that starts out in the centre of the horizontal screen. You move the craft with the left, right and thrust control buttons. You shoot the asteroids that start floating around the screen from the outside and moving inwards. The asteroids and yourself travel through one side of the screen and appear on the other. Same for top to bottom and vice versa. You've got to shoot the asteroids to clear the level. 
The asteroids start off large when shot, split into two medium-sized rocks, and in turn, they are blown into two smallest rocks. Large roids are 20 points, medium 50, and teeny tiny ones 100 points. That's mm. how I know the answer to your quiz <laughs> question, Sean. Every now and again, a stupid large alien saucer appears and tries to shoot you while flying around a screen. Shoot this idiot for 200 points. It can actually shoot the rocks and be killed by them too. But only one in four of its shots are actually aimed at you. Later on in the game, you get a smaller, faster alien saucer and is much more accurate with its shots and is worth sorry, 1,000 points. Usually towards the end of a level, when there aren't many space rocks left on screen, a cluster of enemy spaceships turns up. If left alone, they'll fly harmlessly around the screen. Only when shot, it splits into three lots of diamond ships, which chase you. Then they're split into two triangular ships, which also chase you. And then, when shot, totaling six space wedges to hit. The first hit is worth 50 points. Diamonds are 100, and tringles, yes, I said tringles, it sounds much more musical, Hmm. are worth 200 points each. If you leave the main ship alone, you can bet your bottom 10 pence the idiot alien saucer is going to come along and shoot it. And they go after you, not him. Bloody troublemaker. When the last small rock is vaporised and no more moving things are on the screen except yourself, floating floating in a dark, dark, silent, silent void. (laughs) (coughs) The level is finished and a load more asteroids will appear on the screen again. Forever. Wow. Instead of the hyperspace button, this time you get a shield. This lasts for roughly 12 seconds per ship, and then it's gone. It can absorb enemy bullets and causes you to bounce off rocks, ricochet off them, but you can get crushed in between two rocks. You keep your finger on the shield, which is div- difficult because it's, it's in the middle of you. It's, you, a, thumb, it's, hit... a, it's a right-hand thumb button, isn't it? Or left, yeah. Yeah, it's, if it's you're like weird. Hy- it's like the hyperspace on on original asteroids, but you just slam it. I used to slam it because it was the last, a last kind of ditch. Yeah, I didn't out. call it hyperspace. I used to call it the random death button on, on yeah. asteroids because on original asteroids, if you press it, it disappears you and you appear somewhere else on the screen. But sometimes you can just appear and blow up immediately or appear right near a rock and blow up immediately. So yeah, yeah. Random, random death button. Uh, your ship looks a bit different to the original uh, vanilla asteroids. It has wings. And it's got a little thrusty bit. When you press the thrust button, a little fire comes out the back of it, which I don't think it does on the normal asteroids. Mm. The PCB has got a pokey chip on there for sounds. The asteroids this time are animated. They spin very nicely around. But they're all the same type. Yeah. They're the same shape, but they spin. And on the original asteroids, there's four different types of asteroids, but they just stayed static and moved around. Yeah. The satellites, they're they're what the official name for them diamond things are. They split into six pieces, like you said, when shot and then home in on you. Now, this game actually has an auto fire. I've tested it on the cab at work, and if you put your finger on it, it's like, do, 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 do. It's not fast enough, really. Mine doesn't but... do that. Ah. You've got to really press it quickly to get them firing quickly, but my one doesn't do that. It does on the cab at, at Arcade Club. They've got a cheaty cab. I'll try it again. Yeah. I didn't notice it on mine. Maybe it's because I've got that, um, that uh, multi kit on there. I don't know. Yeah, it's not worth using, though. No, it's, it's not, not quick enough, is it? It's, it's not, not really fast. Mm. And like you said, the large... Oh, actually, the large saucer is more accurate when aiming at your ship than the one in asteroids, and the small saucer is even deadlier. Oh, it's a horrible thing. Yeah, but that, that big saucer caused much annoyance to me earlier when I was playing it. Because he just kept... Oh, he's an idiot. He just comes on and causes trouble. 
Whereas the one in Asteroids just sort of flapped around the screen a bit and you could just ignore it. Never really, it was very rare if it shot you, just sort of shot in random directions. But that thing homes in on you. It's an idiot. Yeah, I actually mapped, when, when I got my cab working, uh, mapping the button next to the fire for the for the shield so you've got a fraction of the second and you can press it i was i was using it to block the shots of the of the uh what do you call them the saucers yeah just use you just tapping it to block the shot so that you 12 seconds will last for a long time doing that yeah you gotta do it really sparingly yeah the thrust feature is more responsive i do actually quite like it now yeah it's much better it's got twice the acceleration of the original game the original game is quite sluggish Mm, I think I, I don't know if I because I've played it so much today I'm I'm still well into it I don't know if I go back to them both in six months if I'd like Asteroids better than Asteroids Deluxe I don't know I have always pre- preferred Deluxe because it's got the shield the hyperspace on normal Asteroids is kind of like the roll button on 1942 I never use it I never use it it doesn't even need to be there but the shield I do use and I like, yeah. I like the fact that you've got the satellites come after you as well there's sort of something extra to shoot on there yeah, I, I, I don't yeah, I like the fact that the big saucer is is much harder from the get go. Straight away, mm. he's, he's homing in on you. I don't like. I don't do 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 like it. Don't like it. Anyway, this saves the top three high scores in line with other Atari releases around this time. Yep. What else? This I think it's used as an EA ROM, which is an early form of a battery backed up ROM. But mm. my um, my multi kit saves all ten of them. It's like a little extra add-on to it. The Asteroids at Arcade Club has got 10 at the multi-save kit, and guess who's got all 10 scores? Is it Mr. Charlie Farr, by any chance? The initials are CHA, so it could very well be. Yes, I think it's definitely him. You need to get 800,000 to get on the scoreboard. Oh, my Lord. That isn't going to (laughs) happen, is it? And he probably (laughs) rolled that a few times as well. Yeah. Talking about rolling it, um, the score digits on Asteroids Deluxe have been released, increased to six. So the score rolls after 999,990. Easy peasy. No problem. Whoa. No problem. Anyway, tips and secrets. We've, you've already said this. Saucers will shoot satellites and then they will home in on you. Yeah, the saucer code was rewritten so they can target you through the wraparound screen as well. Because uh, the original ones wouldn't. If you if you disappeared out the side of a screen, it couldn't get you because it couldn't shoot right across the screen at you. So you could just move in and out of the screens to, to hide from it, basically. They called it lurking. Mm. And um, this has been done as a as a direct response to stop people cheating, really. Yeah. On, on ROM Revision 3 of Asteroids, the bullets do wrap around. Oh, right. They can shoot you through a screen on, on ROM Revision 3. That must be yes. the harder version, then. It is. It's the one we've got, and that's the one that Charlie Farr's got one point two million on that hard version. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, because I, I, in my original Asteroids Deluxe PCB before I put the kit on it, that was a harder ROM version as well because it started off instead of having four asteroids on screen to start with, it started with seven, mm. and you could even get the little mini ship on the first level coming after you, which is unfair. Ooh. So that was a lot harder that version. That's what, one of the reasons I bought the kit. And did the game with the kit. I've I've also put here, if possible, try to shoot the larger rocks when they're moving away from you, not head on. That way they don't split into fragments and cause a collision. I've stopped doing that sometimes. If you've got enough distance between you and the asteroid and it's approaching you. Yeah. 
you can shoot really fast and get like half of it really quick and then the rest can just you can get almost all of it sometimes and the rest yeah, just spins off. I think that's the, the way of doing it but yeah when you're playing it and you're in the heat of the moment and then the spaceship comes on you're just shooting all over the place and it usually gets you you can't mm. really adhere to that even if you try and I've put, like you said, much harder to point press than its predecessor as a source appears on the screen near the end of a round and he shoots the remaining rocks or satellites, like you said. So you can't... It's very hard to point press because the game is always pushing you forward. It's very... It's cleverly done, really. He's a troublemaking idiot. He's I a get. Hate, I hate that saucer. It's really annoying. He's a pointy get. A pointy get. <laughs> Right, graphics and sound. I have put its vector graphics, so it's beautiful. Of course nice, it is. Fa- nice phasing in effects on your ship and the sound as well. But when that goes when it comes in, very cool. It's like a weird cat. It's so like a leprechaun cool. laughing. Wee. Get over me, Rainbow, you bugger. Oh. God. Anyway, including the Space Invaders style baseline that, that the other one has, increasing speed when the action heats up. Yeah, um, the upright cabinet is mirrored from the monitor to a half mirror with a backdrop and a light blue screen overlay. Um, some people reckon this distracts from the game, but they're wrong. Obviously, they're wrong. It looks lovely and much nicer to look bit. at than the original Asteroids. It's, it looks like this, the game is floating in, in midair. It's really it's like Space Invaders. It floats. Floaty like. Leaning into the cab to play it. It, it did put me off a little bit, but it does look... It look it's really good effect, and it looks great. It looks like really it, nice. It does slightly put me off, though, a little bit. Oh, you're, you're one of those boring people. Now, the cabaret and cocktail machines were just white graphics, black and white screens. Um, the cabaret machine is nearly the same shape as a battle zone, but the speaker grills and marquees are in different positions. This, to me, is very annoying, because I stood next to an asteroid's cabaret, looks out of place, because a different shape, in fact, the Cabaret Missile Command cabinet is the same shape as an asteroid's, and the Battle Zone Cabaret is roughly the same shape as an asteroid's deluxe, apart from that grill I said about. So surely, Atari, the two military games, Battle Zone and Missile Command, would have been better suited in the same cabinet, and then mm. asteroids and asteroids deluxe would have been in the same cabinet, so they'd look good next to each other, especially in my garage, they'd look lovely together. In fact, my Asteroids cabinet has that multi-kit in it with Asti and Deluxe, so I don't really need two cabinets. But it's got mm. also it's also got that useless loser of a game, Lunalander, on it, which I've played once and still hate. I quite like that. It's like a relaxing oh, it's, it's game. It's so bad. It doesn't matter how much you thrust and, and get yourself at, at 0.00 miles per hour when you land that thing, it always blows up. I think it's just landing on dynamite all the time. That's what happens. It's because you're rubbish at it. <laughs> oh, it's awful. I absolutely hate Lunar Lander. I cannot stand it. If I ever found a Lunar Lander cab, I'd take that big thrusty thing off it, throw it in the bin, and convert it to asteroids. We've got one, but it, 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 in true Vector style, it keeps breaking down. Good, because it's so bad, it's trying to kill itself. Good. It kept kept adding credits when you thrusted. <laughs> I, I think that's sorted out. What you need to do is put five buttons on it and put an asteroids in it and throw the other bits away throw them in the bin it's a lovely looking cab don't it it's it is a lovely looking cab, but better when it's got asteroids side art on it and asteroids in it and the rest of the right. bits in the bin do you understand what i'm trying to say here sean yeah <laughs> you could have the thrust 
of the lunar lander as the, as the thrust of the asteroid ship, couldn't you? Yeah, cabinet art I've put here incredible. Some of the best ever. The mm. marquee, the bezel, the backdrop, the side art. It's just the full package. It is really, really nice. Yeah, the ca- the control panel's even been jazzed up with some, you know, from the original boring original asteroids, which is quite dull. The, the asteroids deluxe one's really, really nice. Um, yeah, Mr. Alex Crowley, Nintendo Arcade, our Chucky Egg. He's getting one. He's got one coming over from America very soon. Because he's always really enjoyed Asteroids Deluxe, especially with that backdrop. He loves it. And our friend uh, Harry Bolt's got one I've worked on before. It's a really nice machine. Cool. The cabaret uh, cab is also nice, but a bit annoying for me, as we talked about earlier. Um, the cocktail cabinet's a bit of a rare beast. It's the same as a normal Asteroids. We've got some different top, top glass art. I've never seen one in the flesh. I've seen loads of Asteroids ones, but never seen an Asteroids Deluxe. Which is weird because I think the cabaret one's the rarest of, of the three. Mm. But if you put here about the pin out, the Asteroids Deluxe PCB is nearly pin compatible with Asteroids. So if you put an Asteroids Deluxe PCB in an Asteroids machine, it'll play, but your left and right controls are reversed, so you can just swap over the, the terminals on the buttons. That's easy enough. And the, the start buttons and the coin inputs are reversed. So what you've got to do is unplug. A terminal from the the cone buttons from the starts, and wire them with like a sort of joiner wire to the um, to the coin inputs. So what right. you do is, if you put a coin in, that would start your game. But if you press the start button, it put a coin in. So you've got to swap them round. Oh, it's easy enough to do. I did it on my cab. It's easy enough to do. But I, I play free play anyway, so it doesn't really matter about the start button, about the uh, mm. coin buttons. These these must have been. One of the earliest machines with free play, mustn't they? The, the Atari ones. Yeah, I reckon because I think when they when arcade cabinets first came out, they were so expensive to make. Nobody would have them in a home. They're always mm. in bars or arcades or leisure centres or whatever. I think it, it was probably unheard of to have an arcade machine in your home. But then again, I, su- I suppose some bars and saloons or whatever they put the game in there for free because p- people were you know, buying drinks and stuff. They already sort of paid their way. And just something to do while they're drinking. I don't know. Mm, I think Donkey Kong has got a free play in it. That's 1981, though. Mm, I'm not sure, actually. Nope. Donkey Kong does not have a free play option. Not unless the one we've got has been modded, then I don't know. But it is free play. Yeah, because the, the, the high score kits have got a free play mod on it. So I'm not sure about mm. that. I think mm. it is. I think, I think it is. Got me thinking now. We have had quite a few listener comments about the game. The first one's from Jeremy Riley. <laughs> Asteroids is a game I remember fondly from my early teenage years hanging out at a youth club in Yorkshire Dales. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I've discovered this variant through MAME a few years ago and I grew to like it. I enjoyed the positive 10 pence effect and I like this game even more. My skills improved in the last two weeks which lets you survive long enough to appreciate the game's depths. Zooming around like a pro instead of sitting like a chump in the middle of the screen has brought me a smile to my dial. Never unfair, <laughs> Asteroids Deluxe is precise and rewards sharp shooting. Quickly breaking down large asteroids, concentrate on eliminating them cleanly is a good strategy, but I'm keen to hear more. If I can get the hang of this shield, I think my score greatly improve. I leave you with a thought. Deluxe is to Asteroids as 84 is to Time Pilot. Yes, the original was a pioneer, but the sequel does improve a lot of things as well as adding depth. I can agree with that, yeah. Mm. Phil Eaton is put so Victor Marlin will you be playing it on a real cab or on a Vectrex Vec Fever custom controller tough decision uh, both actually 
I've been playing on my cab and with my Asteroids controller and my Vec Fever on the Vectrex. It's been really good. The mysterious Jerry Levine, who we, nobody knows who he is. And he said, awesome, would so love an Asteroids cabaret. You ain't having mine, son. Mm. Tony Temple, arcade blogger. Roy- royalty. Oh, yeah. Arcade that- stratosphere, that lad. Oh, he's put, I'll have a go at this young Vic. The cheeky get as well, put on Twitter, I don't care what my score is as long as I've beaten Victor. We'll see about that, Mr. Temple. We'll see. (laughs) Robert McNally Rafferty. Played a lot of it last week at Funspot. The lucky get was over in Funspot. Hopefully have my Asteroids with Bray's multi-kit running in a couple of weeks. I have a working Asteroids Deluxe board, but holding out to get the kit to put the regular Asteroids PCB so I can play Asteroids Deluxe and Lunar Lander, like what I've done. Mm, nice one. Thomas Wrath of Khan. Damnation is put. Currently benched thanks to an exploding power supply. And as far as I know, a lot of August. Oh, we might not be playing. He's not put a score in, that's why then. We'll be um, listening from, from ringside for a few episodes, methinks, gents. Have fun with this one. Asteroids or any sort. Kick much ass. Mr. Charlie Farr, I've been fairly convinced the shield time reduces to zero over time, whether you use it or not. I do like the new homing enemy, though they get ridiculously fast after 60k or so. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that as well. <laughs> yeah. mm. <laughs> Only way to deal with them is to fly continuously through the top of the screen vertically and shoot. That way you can kill the ones on your tail. It's a mean-spirited game, though, in my opinion, and counts and counters all that I love about the original. A cash grab by Atari to shorten games which backfire by being a bit of a sales flop due to its crushing difficulty. Mm. There wasn't as many of them um, made, was there? Nowhere near as many cabinets produced as Asteroids. No, there wasn't. Chris Plus Plus, pardon these verbose comments, but this game is a big one for me. It was the very first arcade game I ever played. Back in 81, I was nine. And before that, I was eight. And before that, oh, oh no. And before that, I only played Pong at home when I was five or six, as we had an Odyssey 300. Was it Odyssey 300? early pong variant i think must be yeah i thought it was astonishing that i could have move something around with that on a television when my younger brother and i saw the coffee table model of asteroids deluxe in the lobby of a gym where my dad had brought us to wait around while he exercised i found it incredible that i was remote controlling an actual spaceship and i could actually fire at things i alone was responsible for its continued survival this was thrilling to me the lines and square balls of pong had evolved into recognizable space objects and they were taking part in an actual story i was captivated I feel a bit sorry for younger players who take the video games for granted as the games have existed all their lives. The surreal feeling of entering a different world and interacting with simple cartoons on a screen is never quite lost on us older guys. Yeah, that's right. Mm. The The novelty and newness is still always somewhere in the back of our minds. It's really amazing what what we're able to do thanks to the science fiction-y computer technology. Interacting with the screens is much better for you than just watching them and being passive. Anyway, I've read that Asteroids Deluxe was mainly created by Ed Log, so he could stop players from lurking. The technique that lets players of Asteroids spend hours on one quarter, that's lurking. I find it more interesting than the earlier game, even though both games are upright, uh, right, not upright, they are upright, but right up there with the best. And are vector graphics ever not cool? Thanks for the great show. Cheers, Chris Plus Plus. I have a feeling it wasn't Ed Log who developed this game. He did the original. Someone else did this game. I don't think it was Ed Log, unless he had a hand in it. Okay, let's do some scores. We've got loads, man. Yeah. The first one, right down the bottom, Ed Horse. 
Got 580 points. Worked once on Groovy Arcade and hung like a donkey. He couldn't get it to work, so that's why he's only got one score. And he was playing Oops. with hooves again as well, so, you know. Must be able to rotate an asteroid ship with hooves. Yeah. Alan Delta Lima, 4,470. Way too hard to play on a laptop keyboard. Enjoyed it, though. I, I, asked, I answered him this. I didn't see why it would be difficult with five keys on a laptop. You could no. use, like, um, ZX... NM and space, something like that. ZX arrow keys and I don't know, something like that. It'd be easy. I don't know. Andrew Hannay, seven thousand four hundred and ten. I'm on a cruise for holidays. Gloat, gloat. Managed to get in a couple of games on my Android gaming device while sat on a sunbed around the pool listening to some Caribbean music band. Nice. nice. Exploding pinball man is not exploded because he's put in a score of eight five ninety. Do you have asteroids? No, but my dad does. Can't even sit on the toilet some days. Paul McCaskey, 9,490. I used to love Asteroids when I was a kid, and it is a classic. The sound, the graphics, etc. It's incredibly frustrating, and however much I play it, I'd never get any better. I'm like that with the stand Asteroids. One Punch Rob, 11,030. This was all I could manage between Windows being an arse and kids jumping all over me. Very hard game, but it looks a lot better with the HLSL Glow. I didn't try that. Oh, that's some of the, the effects you can use in MAME, isn't it? Mm. Another one to use rather than MAME is the AAE emulator. There's loads and loads of effects on that to make it look more like a vector screen. I did have it at one point when I was on Windows. Yeah, Very good. Yeah. Uh, Ian Cullen, 11,270. Not really had a chance to play this since I'm on holiday and being hampered by a Bluetooth controller. I think I prefer the original over this one. Mm, good to meet you at the club Ian, the other day Mark Happy Dude 11410 not a bad game but I'm not a big fan of the shield I love the shield mm. Andrew Arnott 11,120 first time submitting a score the highest I'm getting at the moment thank you Andrew Sol 11.630. Not had much time to play this, which is a shame as it's something I really wanted to improve on. Overall thoughts. One shot kills from USOs, UFOs equal unfair bags. And why don't the asteroids smash into each other? Why don't those asteroids smash into each other? Yeah, I don't know. There's a thought. They just float through each other. Floaty, voidy things. Wow. Stacy King, 11,640. Having struggled getting the button layout comfortable on a PS4 pad for MAME, Shield L2, Fire R2, and Thrust X, I managed to get the heady heights of round three. Well done. Michael Vortman, 12,750. This is like a Ramon song. Simple and beautiful and short. And only has two chords, yes. <laughs> Andrew Driver, 12,910. Come on, just one extra life would be nice. We would have got that, one with ten thousand. Yeah, he put that. Bef- he was he was sort of creeping up to that score. He put that comment when he's on about eight thousand. <laughs> Oops. Lewis Arcade, that was now known oh, fourteen thousand and ninety. Yeah. Quick go during my dinner break. You used to use that excuse as well, didn't you? I oh, did. Yeah. Oh, oh, Andy isn't listening. No, Ross Ross fourteen thousand seven hundred forty. I think I prefer this to the original. I had to use a joystick for turning as my button config was weird on my setup. I need to get this on my Vectrex. He does. Ooh, Salbug, 15, 170. I love this game, but I really suck at it. Tactical Giles, 15 and a half thousand. Haven't had a lot of time to play, but I have enjoyed it. The game really isn't the same on a raster monitor, though. No, it is not. It's not. It's not. Buller, 16,050. Great game. Rock hard. <laughs> Wish I had the cab. Uh, Magic 19,030. It's working. I'm controlling reality. That's what I did last week. You were. 
I think I've you're. I think you're actually having a breakdown, but you know, I've, I've tried it with other things, but nothing's happened. <laughs> I've tried it with the traffic on the Grain Road, trying to make sure there's no traffic, but there's still traffic there. Mate. Is that when you have difficulty crossing the road because you're a bit of a pensioner? No, it's, it's a road in between here and Bury, and it's like a. It's just a nightmare. It's the only road in the world with three different speed limits. Right, all, all, all at once. <laughs> This is where I got my speed awareness course because I missed one of them. Uh-oh. You go f- if you go from Blackburn over to Bury, you go 40, 50, 30. Yeah, That's this is, this is riveting podcasting, by the way. Carry on. And then on the way back, you go 30, 50, 40. You've really got to watch the signs and then big crappy yellow evil cameras. So I was doing 38 in a 30 limit because I thought it was 40. Uh oh. Yeah, you, I've been done as well like that. So yeah, it's quite easy to make the mistake. I was going to take the mick out of you, but I've got one of them to do soon as well. Stupid road. Mm. Uh, Matt Neo MK on real hardware. The booming sound of the game is fantastic. Through emulation without a vector monitor, it loses so much. He got nineteen five forty. You missed Mark Watno Gravier on nineteen one eighty. Another great game on which I may need practice. I look forward to playing it on real hardware in the many many arcades on the Isle of Wight this week. I think he's being a bit sarcastic. Well, there. until about six months ago, you could have played normal Asteroids in the one in Arcadia, but I think mm. it's disappeared now. It's gone. So Chris Mooncrest bootleg twenty thousand one seventy minor improvement. I appear to have hit a wall and an asteroid, and a UFO, and so on. <laughs> who is he? Who is he? He's Jimmy. He's Jimmy. Jimmy. He's who, Jimmy. Who are you? Who are you? Come on, have a go. Oh, sorry. He's got 20,950. I can't decide what is more satisfying, blasting asteroids or just hitting full throttle, entering an uncontrollable spin, and obliterating your ship kamikaze style. Rage quits have never been so fun. That's good, that. <laughs> there is classic, that. Classic game he's put. Uh, Jason Barber, 22,670. This game is rock. <laughs> Those UFOs can just F.O. Good game, but they messed up the difficulty. Original was way too easy, and they overcompensated. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, I see that so, in yeah. a way. Neil, 20 to 5. What's the time? It's 20 to 5. Boop, 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 boop. <sighs> Sorry, Vic. We're nearly finished. 24, 130. Hard game. Very, very unforgiving, but I do like it. Think I prefer my original, though, even with the do- dodgy hyperspace feature. In- so Neil has got a cocktail cabinet of asteroids, hasn't he? Mm. Mr. Trollnads has been on. 24,930. The game is a beach. So difficult. Doesn't like it. Oh, Jeremy Riley, 25320. We've already read his comments out. Pixel Advocate Podcast has got 25510. Early 80s Atari games are great, but I feel like I plateau on them quickly and never get any better. Yeah, I'm like that with Asteroids and Centipede. I just don't I don't, don't improve past 60,000 on Centipede. I just don't. I think I've got to 49,000 on Centipede, and I can't get any further than that either. But some people mm. just blast it, don't they? Yeah, Chris Plus Plus twenty seven four ten. We've already read his comments out. Button mashing fun thirty one thousand one forty. Ben Granville thirty two five seventy. Great game, but I prefer the simplicity of the original. I, I only had time for a single game. Good game for one, a single game. One game, yeah. I bet. He, I bet he could be like a, a real high player if he put put some yeah. time into it. Mike Orwell thirty three thousand six forty. I think that's me done. Asteroids was always a great game, ruined by those stupid little spaceships. 
Mm. Brian Haribo, good to meet you again at the club again, Brian. 35-150, a classic I'd long, I'd long since stopped playing. Great to get back into this. Big improvement on the original Asteroids, he's put. And my top score was 35,250. And it annoys me a little bit because Tony Temple beat me by 900 points. He got 36,150. So long as I'm beating Victor, I'm happy. Ooh, I hate that rabbit! <laughs> I have I have beaten that before, but not in this challenge. Oh. We've got a score from 10 Shearers here, and he has put a comment in, and I've not put it in. Sorry, Mr. Shearers. 38, five, this is Graham. 38, 560. I can't remember. We'll have to read the comment out next time. Just make something up quick. He really liked it. He said it's a lot better than something else he once played, and he, he used to play it in his local swimming pool, but then he fell in to the pool, and the cab got wet and he really likes curly whirlies next he does, doesn't he? Uh, steve tyke forty thousand one eighty. proper hard game very likable though so good i scored it twice he got a score of forty thousand one eighty twice twice yeah chris cmp great score 47 570 yeah he's a seasoned player old chris uh you 48 160 how dare you beat me swine until, until this morning i had like under 30,000 I think good and oh I think I had 34 did I last night or something and then because it's been on my cab and I've just been rocking it all day I got 48 160 yeah you can start off Hugo <laughs> CMP uh, that's Chris's his, mate he beat him 49,750 well done Hugo good, good score they've been having a war on Twitter them too <laughs> this is a new listener He's, he's come rocketed into second place. He Todd really Thompson with 65, 670. Long time listener from Kansas. I'm lucky enough to have one of these cabinets. Em- emulation just doesn't cut it with this game. You have to play the real deal. The way the graphics seem suspended in space gives you video game sexy time. Sexy time. And Charlie Farr, who has let us down really by not getting over 100,000 points, 95,600. He says, never been a fan of this. Doesn't have the same feel as Asteroids. Much prefer the original's more flirty movement. Which is mm. weird, you know, because Charlie Farr can get over a million on normal Asteroids and not even a tenth of that on Asteroids Deluxe. That shows how much more difficult it is. Yeah, I think he I think he could... If he kept going, you know, he'd get mega oh, scores. Oh, I'm sure he'd get under, a couple of hundred thousand knowing him. Right, let's have a look at the... Arcade Sidekick app, kids. You can download this for one ninety nine from local retail stores or even Amazon Play or what? What's Apple Store called? It's Tune, Apple Tune Store. Face, Apple Store. I don't know, something like that. So it's got all the main scores on here. Uh, buttons. I think, I think it's button mashing fun. Someone called Zorro. He's got twenty five two ninety. Oh, Evoga. He normally plays on our podcast. He's got nineteen two twenty. Mick, but there's twenty twenty one players anyway on the on the app. Charlie Farr has put his score on 95,600. I'm second on here with 48,160. So oh, well, Tom- would you want a bun? A bun? Yeah. What sort of bun? Ice bun? Yeah, go on. That's usually what you get for winning at Asteroids Deluxe. Uh, CMP's not put his... Oh, no, he's not put his score on. He's, he's got 36,540 on here, so as soon as he puts it on the app, he'll be beating me. Good. Ports and sequels, there was the very nice colour space duel. Oh, yeah. And then there was the raster... Blasteroids, which is a strange one. I'm not so keen on it. It's, yeah, well, when we go on to our summary summary improvements and conclusion, I've got something to say about Blasteroids. What I 
I'm changing mind on this now. I've I've put here. I like I like it that pressing the shield. I'd like to have the shield activate for one or two seconds when you press it. So you just tap it, and then it go, goes on. And you get and like five goes of it or something. Yeah, maybe that's better than just keeping your finger on it because it's very hard to do on the arcade cab, but easier to do on my candy because the buttons are so close together. It's easier to do there. But uh, I f- I think it is a worthy sequel to Asteroid, and I'm on the fence as whether it's better or not Mm. i'd like the original asteroids but with a shield and the fast speed of asteroids deluxe yeah i i do believe there was versions of asteroids with hacks on that were faster i think i think the bullets were faster they had like a rapid fire or something but that would be a hack and i'm not quite sure you get old one of those nowadays i don't think there's there might be one in maim i suppose or cheats in maim to do that i don't know I play on original hardware, so I don't really know. I went, I played Astro- Asteroids Original a couple of hours ago, and it does look a bit flat now because the rocks are not spinning. You know, it's mm. all static, and the acceleration's slower on the ship. I don't know. It seems a bit of a more boring game, but I do like Asteroids still. I do like it a lot, but it just seems, it seems like Asteroids Deluxe has zim zooped up a little bit. I'm gonna, yeah, which I suppose them. is what they did really. Leave them both and then go back to them and then you have a bit more of a perspective. Which one This, you like this better, is how close the game was to each other, right? On the Atari VCS, the 2600 version of it, they never released an original Asteroids Deluxe because on the cartridge you could play, I think, 66 different versions. You know, you had like, different levels and different difficulty you play together and stuff. But there was actually, on the Atari joystick, when you're playing it, you had to pull back or down to hyperspace... There was a mm. version which gave you one of the, one of the variations of the game gave you a shield when you press back. So it basically right. had Asteroids Deluxe on there, but the only thing you didn't have was the the satellite spaceship coming after you. Right. So mm. they never really did, but I think someone has homebrewed a Deluxe with those extra bits in. So I reckon they they sort of improved Asteroids and Asteroids Deluxe with Space Jewel. There's lots of different enemies on Space Jewel. Couple with a tethered option with another player. Maybe it got too complicated. I don't know. I really need to get my Space Jewel adapter made so I can play that game in my Asteroids Cabaret. Uh, on the, but it's always going to be black and white because um, I haven't got a colour monitor in there. But there's an extra wire you can add to it to make it black and white. There is a way of doing it. Mm. You can play it. And obviously, you can only play single player because there's only one set of controls, which is what I'm going to do. I'm going to disconnect the two player start button so you can just play one player. I was playing it with Alex, I think, years ago at, at Bonehead's meet, the Space Duel. Yeah, oh yeah. And you, you, each player, you can sort of, as long as you're doing it co-op, each player can sort of complement each other with it when you're tethered together. Yeah. But it does get a bit weird, because one could start spinning around the other guy. You know? Yeah, you flap around with it. Yeah. That game would be absolutely phenomenal in a, in a cabaret cabinet with a colour 14-inch monitor, but they're very, very, very hard to come by, those monitors. And it was never released in a cabaret. You can mm. get Space Jewel upright, obviously, and you can get a cocktail, but they never did a cabaret of it. A cabaret would be lovely to have. You probably could make one up yourself if you could find a 14-inch colour monitor, vector monitor. So I reckon mm. the game is, is really good deluxe. I like it slightly more than Asteroids because a little bit more to do in it and it's a little bit faster. But then again, it is quite a lot harder, I reckon, even on easy mode. Mm. But what I was thinking when I was playing tonight, I was trying to beat your score just before we started on the thing and I couldn't do it I was rage quitting because the problem I have with it is when you tap the button and you spin your sh- your craft around 
it's not a very fine adjustment. So when you're trying to shoot something with those tiny little bullets and you're slightly missing when something floats past, it'd be better if you could just adjust your craft a bit better to 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 get a better angle on your alignment of your shots. And that brings me on to blasteroids. On blasteroids, mm-hmm. you had three buttons. I think you had fire, shield, and change ship. You could change your ship into three different types of ship. Thrust, fire, and change ship. No shield. Yeah. And you also had a dial rather than buttons. So you had a spinner to control your ship. And I'd like to play Asteroids and Asteroids Deluxe with a spinner. I think that would work really mm. nicely. And maybe that would make it a finer game to play. You could sort of line your shots up better with it. Because there are games that yeah. use spinners like um, like Asteroids, and that is Omega Race. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Which is a that really one. cool little game. Yeah, but you need to have a spinner set up for it because it doesn't really work very well otherwise. But that works really nicely with the spinner thrust and fire, didn't it? That played that in Galloping Ghost, didn't we? And yeah. The control it was the cocktail uh, sorry, the cockpit cab that he had, the yes. death house. You you sit in it and the and you rest your arms on the like armrest and the controls are there. Like, yeah, you, you, your left hand has got the spinner and your right hand's got the two buttons. And it works it, really nicely. It feels really unnatural sitting down, relaxing, playing like that, but it works really well. It it does work really good, yeah. Mm. I really enjoyed that game a lot. And you can get a cabaret of that. Oh, I'd love mm. to have one of those. That'd be a brilliant game to have. Yeah, so that's the only thing I could I think you could possibly improve is the controls, because when you just tap the button sometimes, you're sort of concentrating trying to get the the shots lined up, and you can't quite... Di- um, I think it's maybe just me, but yeah, I think a spinner might make the game a bit finer to control. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. But you could also spin it in a, in, a, in a thing and just press fire and shoot all around you. Might be a bit of a cheat doing that. No, you only get four bullets on screen at once, so you're going yeah, to come so unstuck really with that. Yeah, you could do that, could you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I was finding it hard sometimes to line up the shots. Yeah. And then, then they just just crash into the side of you, some of the rocks. But it wasn't just you. me. Because sometimes when, mm. when something's coming towards you quickly, you're thinking in your head in that second, I can shoot that, I can shoot that, oh, it's got me, before you can get your finger to the to the shield button. Because mm. what I was finding my tactic as well, when, when I shot the... Um, the satellites is I'd immediately turn round, thrust away from them, and turn around and shoot them as they were coming towards me. But then sometimes, if, if I couldn't get them or the, or the the stupid spaceship was shooting at me as well, I'd put the shield on, let them bump me away, and then shoot them again. Yeah, yeah. But when you get that. to about thirty odd thousand, they get really fast because Charlie Charlie Fast said sixty thousand must ramp up again. But I was finding that about thirty thousand were coming towards the end of a lot of my games. They were getting really quick, so you've got to be really really fast. You've got to shoot them, turn away, run away, and shoot them as they're coming towards you, and don't let them get too close. I reckon it about 45,000 that they just seem to ramp up in speed. Really? And I didn't have I didn't have enough speed to turn around and shoot them, so I should have just carried going up vertical. Yeah, but and come behind last, them, yeah. Yeah, I, lost, I was on my last life, and I lost it. Oh. It got, dis- got destroyed. Destroyed. Next show's game. This one is going to be an interesting pick. It is now my pick, and I'm picking a twin-stick game again, Sean. And it is a fighting game. Oh. And it sounds just like this. Of course, it's Karate Chimp. Karate Champ, whatever you want to call it. By Data East. Uh, The ROM you should be playing, if you're playing on MAME, is K-Champ. No lives, 
you just got your three hits and you're out. Difficulty is set to normal. No extra lives. It's that simple. And the K-Champ version is a single-player version. There is there is a Versus version, which is slightly different. But this is mm-hmm. K-Champ, the single-player version. Then you're going to need twin sticks for this. I think I think they're twin four-way sticks. They're not. There's no diagonals in Karate Jump, is there? No, I think there is. The control panel around the bezel is brilliant on that game because and under think the marquee because all the instructions and all the moves are on the cab. Yeah, that's I like games like that. I've got the instructions. It's easy to play then, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm going to have to go with my. I'm going to have to play it on a laptop or on a Raspberry Pi with a 360 stick, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of people, if they play with, with um, a modern USB controller with you know the, the twin sticks on it, they'll be, get to play that quite well. But I'm yeah. going to play on hardware because I have got a little cab with two sticks on it and it is vertical and I have got a few Karate Champ boards, so I'm going to be playing on hardware. I, nice. I really like Karate I used to play it as a kid a lot. It was the first fighting game I think I ever saw and it's a really nice game. One of the first one-on-one fighters, isn't it? Not quite. We'll talk about that in two weeks' time. Mmm. It's four ways. I just looked. All right. Mm. Submit your score on Twitter with hashtag 10p score. That's 10p score. Or on Facebook as a comment on our podcast post. Pictures, please. And you need to get your scores in between 20th of August, 5pm UK time, please. Yes, and you can have a look at the 10 pence high score league table to see how far ahead Charlie Farr is this week. Yes, and and how I don't give a toss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, do, I'm doing all right this year. I'm doing okay. I, I don't care. I don't do it for that reason. No. Any road up. I'm going to be tea now because I'm starving, and so should you, young man. I've had enchila- chicken enchiladas. Ooh, Ooh I'd like some of that now. That sounds nice. Yeah, wife, wife cooks a nice enchilada. Anyway, I'm off. I'll see you in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you, kids. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 